Welcome to the RSA Conference StoryCorps Podcasts. Please enjoy this discussion between security and perimeter experts Rich Mogul, CEO and analyst, Securisys, and Jim Routh, CISO and leader of the Global Information Security Function, Aetna. Jim begins the conversation. So uh, there's... I understand a few vendors trying to sell me services. <laughs> Six, seven, eight hundred, <laughs> yeah, give or take. Sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. And interesting enough, I deal with a lot of um, vendors that have really innovative ideas uh, on ways to change the game for the adversary, uh, and that's what makes me tick. That's what I'm interested in. And uh, a lot of the ideas and thoughts around how to make the techniques to make the adversary's life difficult come from talking to vendors um, that um, are either selling a, uh, a service or capability today or trying to in the future. But I'm also there to help the vendors figure out how to better work on their products. And what turns out is good for them is really just what's good for everybody in a lot of ways. Yeah. So in, in your line of work, tell me, describe for me, what's your best day? What's, what's it like? I've had a lot of really good days this past year where I come in and somebody will, you know, they just want me to be the security guy and they'll throw out the architecture of what they're going to build and I'll look at it and we'll just redesign the whole thing right then and there. And all these other operational things that I didn't think I is my, any of my business. I'm a security guy. I'm a security geek. Uh, and it turns out that in the end, they end up coming out with an application that works better. It's more cost efficient on the cloud provider. It's, you know, all of those little, little sort of technical things. And that's the detailed way of explaining, like, a really good day for me is when I get to go in, use my brain, and when I walk out the door, they're doing something different and better, and I've actually helped them. And because I'm a security public safety guy, it's I know that people using that are going to be safer. I'd say my best day is very similar to what you described uh, in that uh, I'm trying to change an industry. I'm trying to protect your family's information um, by eliminating one piece of data that's the most commonly requested piece of data in healthcare, which is the social security number. Well, we have decided that everybody's financial stability in this country relies on a nine-digit unencrypted plain text number. Exactly. Which is ridiculous, it but is that's ridiculous. where we are. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. And so um, last year... Um, my company eliminated 270 million instances of social security numbers in the enterprise. Uh, we format pre preserved uh, through encryption 480 million uh, instances. And this year we're, we're doubling that, uh, both of that. And so what I'm trying to do is take that throughout the entire industry. Ultimately, I think everybody sees it's the right thing to do, but it's a long, tedious process to do that because it means changing business processes, it means changing systems and infrastructure and applications, and none of that happens quickly. All of that is, uh, is a challenge. My best day is when I can make a material difference. So um, you're a security practitioner, yes? Yes. Meaning that you actually help people apply controls to improve the ability to protect their information, yes? I do now, yeah. Wasn't, wasn't that way for a long time, but yes. And when it wasn't that way, you were an, an analyst, right? I am still technically an analyst. I'm just a very hands-on analyst <laughs> these days. And I think 
that actually makes you a much more effective analyst because you understand the practitioner's viewpoint. The problem I realized is the practitioners don't always know what they're doing and the vendors are lying to me. So without understanding that technology anymore. So yeah, I, I went back to hands-on. I started programming again. I started using going to the hacker conferences and using those tools and becoming involved with DEF CON and Black Hat. And uh, we actually built some training classes and we did hands-on things for there. And it, uh, I think anybody even up to the CISO level, uh, and I have other CISOs I know who, you know, they, they don't have a lot of time. They don't. But ones who are really good, they, they care about security. They care about technology. And they still do some things on the side. I think the true definition of somebody who I consider a security professional versus somebody with a security job, the true definition of somebody who will advance our profession and our industry and make people safer versus somebody who's just going to sit there reading firewall rules or, or whatever during the day, it's, it's intellectual curiosity. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, so uh, do you still do hands-on things at all? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I rely on a lot of other people that do that, but, um, but I still like getting my hands dirty a little bit because it does give you a bit of an edge in understanding kind of what the cycle of implementation of technology is like in, mm -hmm. uh, in an organization. So uh, one, somebody asked me, uh, for interviewing talent, cybersecurity talent, uh, and I'm sure you recognize that finding talent is difficult, right? Beyond, you, you, <laughs> I don't envy your position where you have to hire people because yeah. I can't even get part-time developers to contract with. It's so yeah. tough out there with talent right now. So let me describe something that my guess is is probably inconsistent with what you hear from other CISOs, which is I don't have any trouble attracting talent in cybersecurity. All right, so how? The reason, number one, I tell, I basically let people work wherever they want. So uh, we don't tell them they have to work in a particular location. Mm -hmm. The second is we're teaching technique. Um, technique trumps both talent and tools in the fight against the adversary. The adversary always has better talent and always has uh, deeper talent in terms of resources and better tools. But what's interesting is when we, that the one criteria that's a, a game changer, a game breaker, if you will, one criteria we want them to have intellectual curiosity, <laughs> which is exactly what you mentioned. And it's the one thing we can't teach. So how do you, how do you recruit for that? How do you find that? Because that's... First of all, the, um, when we go on college campuses and look for uh, talent, most of our interview questions are geared towards you know, show me examples of where you wanted to try to fix a problem but you weren't asked necessarily to fix that problem. You just felt compelled to do that. So it's those kinds of things. Yep. Um, that's somewhat unique and clearly a differentiator for being successful in information security from our standpoint. Thanks a lot, Jim. This is uh, it was a good discussion. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Thank you for listening to this RSA Conference StoryCorps podcast. It was produced by RSA Conference with interviews recorded by StoryCorps a national nonprofit whose mission is to provide Americans of all backgrounds and beliefs with the opportunity to record, share, and preserve the stories of our lives. www.storycore.org